Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the Connectivity Podcast. We're here to educate, entertain, and inform. So tune in as we have conversations with various business owners, athletes, influencers, you name it. Our goal is to provide our listeners with as much value as possible, so we really hope you enjoy your experience as you listen. Right, so we're here today with Rochelle from Tribal Vanilla. How are you doing today, Rochelle? Good, so good. Thanks for having me. Awesome, awesome. Anytime. Um, so why don't we get right into it? Why don't you tell us a little bit about your business? I do know that uh, that you guys focus on vanilla extracts and vanilla beans, mm-hmm. and um, it's premium vanilla. I do know that, but uh, I figure you you do a lot better job of explaining your business than me. So. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'll maybe start with just a little bit of, yeah, who we are and where we came from. So the idea of starting a vanilla business began in September of 2018. So my parents spent half the year in Mexico running a charity. And so after about 10 years of us bringing back vanilla extract for people, because the vanilla extract is just such a the Mexican extract is such a hot commodity. Everybody wants it. When everybody goes for vacations, it's like the number one uh, souvenir to bring back. So years of us bringing back good quality extract for people, uh, we were like, why? There's a market here. There's obviously demand for it. So let's just import it and see what happens. So that was kind of where we began. We wanted to supply a high quality extract at a reasonable price because the price of vanilla started to really escalate. So we started doing that late 2018 and our company was called Mayan Magic because the extract that we got was in this uh, kind of Mayan part of Mexico. So Uh, I have a degree in intercultural studies, and so I wanted my career to involve something that benefited others around the world. So doing this business of importing from an economically disadvantaged country to make a difference and pay them um, at a premium level or premium rate was just something that really tugged at my heart. So... We started this company importing vanilla extracts. So then over the next six months, I just networked as much as I could. Um, And one of the companies that I connected with was called Level Ground Trading Company out of Victoria, BC. And they were importing vanilla beans from Uganda, along with about 12 other fair trade products from around the world. And so I just called him up, picked his brain about... Uh, importing, we were both importing vanilla into Canada. So I said, Hey, what can you tell me about barcodes and FDA laws? And Mm. just to pick his brain about stuff. And in our conversation, he offered me the opportunity to take over their entire vanilla bean, like importation project. And so, yeah, massive. So (laughs) then as of uh, May, 2019, we fully took over importing vanilla beans from Uganda. So we were doing two different products from two different countries from the world. Gotcha. So just just to clarify, so you import vanilla beans from Uganda Mm -hmm. and then vanilla extract from Mexico? Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So because now we were doing two different products, we had to 
completely rebrand our name because the Mayan part of it didn't really fit in with what we were doing in Uganda. So we rebranded to what we currently are, which is called Tribal Vanilla. And I'll get into a little bit of kind of the meaning behind our name in a sec, but um, taking over this project from Uganda meant that we were now working with a network of about 400 small scale farmers, vanilla farmers in Uganda. So huge project, but so exciting. Um, So uh, like I said, we rebranded to Tribal Vanilla and the name Tribal Vanilla has a lot of significance for us. The word tribal is kind of this idea of a community. It's very trendy right now when you think of uh, like corporations or spin classes or yoga, like becoming part of a tribe, a community that has a similar heart and a similar yeah, just way of thinking. And so, um, yeah, that's what we wanted to see. Our business was just this community of people who were pressing into making a difference around the world. And so our slogan for Tribal Vanilla is become part of a tribe that's changing lives. And so it's this idea that um, when a consumer buys our vanilla products, they are making a direct impact in the communities from where we buy because we do direct fair trade, which means that we pay our small scale farmers directly. And so they receive the most amount of money for their product than they would on the open market. And so gotcha. we're working like hand in hand with yeah. the farmers. Um, That's who awesome. then, yeah. Who then in turn give us the best quality product possible. So yeah, cool. it's super cool. I'll interrupt really quick. Um, <laughs> just wondering what, uh, so you said Mexican extract, Ugandan beans. So what is it about um, those regions that make it such a premium product? Is it the region that it's grown in or just the way that, that they're made or grown? A little bit of both. So um, when you think of a vanilla bean, your mind most often goes to Madagascar. And Madagascar is the world's largest producer of vanilla, but they're not the world's best. And so recently, like fall of 2019, um, an independent research lab in France actually conducted a study testing different bean qualities around the world. And the Ugandan bean actually proved much higher quality than the Madagascar bean. So the pods were thicker, the bean, there was more beans inside of them the lengths, like it, it just proved to be a much um, better quality. Yeah. In terms of extract, Mexico is actually the birthplace of vanilla. And so, yeah, fun fact. <laughs> I'm learning. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and so, I mean, they've been in this for decades and decades. So they know their vanilla, they know their extract. Like I said, the, the quality um, of extract is just incomparable like it's it's generally sweeter it's like smokier it just each country is going to have a different kind of flavor profile of vanilla so yeah yeah, that answers your question yeah yeah so do do a lot of your competitors also import from these countries as well or is it more of a rare commodity because i know that you consider your vanilla to be more premium vanilla Mm -hmm. yeah and that's what i think is really special about what we're doing is is we kind of um 
we brand ourselves as the vanilla company that's different from others. And so because we seek quality instead of price, we, and because our product is direct fair trade. So we are paying more for a premium product than some of these other companies who are buying cheaper products because it's cheaper for them. So then they can scale it up for a, like more profit margins. Margin. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, like a lot of, a lot of vanilla comes out of Madagascar. They're the world's largest producer. So they have more volume. And so it's yeah. cheaper. Yeah, that makes sense. You pay the farmers cheaper, you get cheaper beans and you can mass produce it. Yes. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's really awesome. The route that you're going though, trying yeah, actually I mean, trying to it, make a difference. Totally. And that's the heart behind our business is we wanted it to be this win, win, win situation of the fair trade production is a win because it makes a difference in the lives of the farmers. The consumers win because they're getting a high quality product, knowing that it makes a difference and for a reasonable price. And it's a win for us because we just get to be the intermediary between the two of them and actually see the difference that it's making in these communities and feel good about what we're doing instead of yeah. like just in it for the money kind of. Yeah, for, for sure. So have you, have you ever been to Uganda in person? I haven't. No, no, the plan was to go this past year, but it just didn't happen. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Life happens. Yeah. It's kind of expensive to fly to Africa and there's oh, three of us in the country. So we, yeah, it is definitely in the five-year plan and we, we can't wait to meet all of our farmers and like we've heard stories of them and seen pictures and, and just like seen and heard the differences and seen pictures of what this vanilla cultivation is creating in these communities so yeah. i cannot wait for the day <laughs> yeah that's no that sounds amazing and i think i think you're gonna love it you'll mm -hmm. especially actually you might not love the weather it's uh it's pretty hot over there but uh, uh the hotter better for me i'm not a winter girl i don't know why i live in canada <laughs> fair enough so for the everyday consumer how would you be able to tell the difference between high quality vanilla and let's say artificial vanilla so i've I, you know i've bought uh one of your bottles of vanilla and i use it for a lot of things uh not that i do a lot of baking but you know whenever i make pancakes or i'm baking something around the house i'll definitely add a teaspoon of that and mm -hmm. i can tell the flavor it uh, definitely enhances the end product but let's say for for the average person how would they know the difference yeah, I think you pretty much just said it. Like you can taste the quality difference mm. from a natural extract or a gourmet vanilla bean than you can from something artificial. Just the taste profile in itself is proof of the quality. Does it look um, any different or is there anything that, that you could tell? Maybe in like if someone were to check the list of ingredients, would it have different ingredients listed or? Yeah. So a lot of questions I get um, when people are curious about our extract is the only true way to make a vanilla extract is alcohol because there's no other way to extract the vanilla bean 
flavor into something like you just you just can't get that if you just do it with water so uh, some people get freaked out about that because they're like ah alcohol is in it but (laughs) really like the only way that you can do it so one one way to tell if your extract is uh artificial or not natural is for it to lack that alcohol component so there's other there's other ways to do it um Yeah. So what you can use instead of what some companies do, instead of using an alcohol base to extract is something called propylene glycol. And so it is this chemical that they use to extract, but obviously it's not a natural product. It Mm -hmm. is, yeah, it's going to be this artificial vanilla, but it's going to have that kind of fake imitation of like your extract yeah um so yeah that would be one thing if you're checking ingredients it has to have alcohol in order for it to be real vanilla extract i see yeah because over the past few months i've gotten more into the habit of actually checking my ingredients because i found that going to a grocery store i was almost like a zombie and I don't even know what I'm actually eating or what I'm actually buying, but I just buy it anyways. And it's actually been fascinating to see the ingredients that are in a lot of these everyday products. Um, So I was just wondering for any other ingredient snobs like myself that would like to take a look and dive in a little further. Take us through the process of creating one bottle of your, your vanilla extract. Like how long would that take? So, so we don't actually make our extract. So we import it, like I said, from Mexico. Um, But we are looking in the future to manufacture our own because we have an unlimited amount of grade A gourmet vanilla beans. um, We're looking to manufacture it in Alberta for a multitude of reasons. One of them being the, the importing fees is getting pretty expensive. <laughs> um, you're, we're importing liquid and glass. So that's very heavy to, um, yeah, imports. The costs are very expensive. The second reason is because we're hoping to expand um, into grocery stores, into health food stores, into bakeries, all this kind of stuff, we want to be in control of the quantity. We don't want to be held back by like uh, only twice a year importing schedule or I mean with COVID it's kind of up in the air like what travel and importing and all that kind of stuff looks like so we are hoping to still move forward with this after this whole coronavirus mess is over Um, and yeah so to answer your question we're look we're kind of experimenting with different aging processes, different bean quantities, different alcohol quantities, all that kind of stuff. So I don't have a direct recipe for you. (laughs) It's all good. good. Stay tuned. (laughs) Awesome. Um, So speaking of Corona and the COVID situation, it's affected so many businesses in our city, especially smaller businesses. How has it affected yours? Yeah. I mean, to be honest, it's been a complete adjustment. We've had to really kind of rework what, how we do business now. Um, There were a few days of reflection and 
minor pity parties <laughs> <laughs> with the abrupt change of lifestyle and the effects on the economy that the virus has and probably will continue to create. Yeah. Uh, but as a business owner, you have two choices. You can either let obstacles collapse you or you can adapt and move forward. So we got to thinking and we're like, what is everybody doing in quarantine? They're baking. Yeah. Specifically banana bread. I don't, I've seen like <laughs> hundreds of people make banana bread. It's, it's comfort food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just a whole loaf in one sitting. <laughs> um, and the majority or 90% of baking recipes uses vanilla. So we started promoting curbside pickup at our home office in Northwest Calgary uh, for any of our vanilla products. And it's been such a blessing to see the outpour of local support during this time of, yeah, people just supporting and promoting and that's helping advertise awesome. and buying our vanilla. So that's been really cool. Um, awesome. But yeah, so normally along with doing markets in the summer and spring, selling our vanilla products, the main part of our business is distributing bulk quantities and cases of our vanilla beans to stores across Canada. Um, since COVID-19, that aspect of our business has come to a complete stop. Grocery oh. stores aren't importing stuff or like bringing stuff on right now. Um, so we're hopeful that when life goes back to normal, if it yeah. ever does. Eventually. That, yeah, we can continue to build those relationships with grocery stores, with bakeries, breweries, chocolate shops, health stores, and individual clients as well. So we've just had to adapt, yeah. like learn what the new normal looks like and try and just move forward instead of letting it collapse us. For sure. Yeah. And I mean, in business, just like in life, it's adapt or die, mm -hmm. you know, so <laughs> you have two choices. Um, but that's awesome. It's great to see what especially Calgarians have been doing to support local businesses. So other than import or other than selling to stores or having your product in stores you would say it hasn't affected your business all too much um like have you have you also seen sales decline as well because i know some people are very uncertain about what's going on right now very uncertain about their financial situation and they might not see um buying anything other than essentials as right. a priority right but at the same time i do know other e-commerce stores e-commerce brands that have actually seen a boost in sales since uh since everything has gone down but how uh how has it affected you in that sense yeah i mean the curbside pickup for sure is just a way for us to adapt like that's that's never yeah. been something that we've done so it's sort of hard to measure because yeah. we've never really even done that to I see. Know if it has slowed or um or uh, i see it up so yeah um but the grocery store and and health food store sales has really been kind of our only focus for the last six months apart from like random events like the lilac festival or a little modern market or kind of those one-off events where we um sell the majority of our extract at yeah uh so yeah like i said the the vanilla bean sales are definitely slower because i mean grocery store managers have a lot going on right now and yeah. um yeah it just is not 
appropriate timing to, you know, continue what we were doing, but we're hoping in the next month or two that we can start to do that again and yeah. spread all over Canada. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So how many stores are you in across Canada and uh, what types of stores? Only health food stores? Uh, so right now we're in 64 stores across Canada. Um, so my goal is 250 by the end of the year. <laughs> we'll see you can do it. Keep we'll pushing. See how COVID affects that, but um, got to hustle. Yeah. So yeah, like primarily health food stores because it is a gourmet, it is fair trade, it is ethical sourcing, it is vegan. So it hits all of those criteria for your like health boutique type stores. Um, and that's kind of the the market that we want to hit is just the people who are really socially conscious about what they're buying and they are checking ingredients and they are, um, they do care about what a they're feeding their families and b what it's doing in the world and making that difference. So yeah, it's been really awesome to just partner with so many stores that have the same heart that for business and for consumers that, that we do. Speaking of the direct fair trade business model that you have going on, um, how would you say this situation has affected that? Are you guys importing less currently, which means less less money going to these farmers? Uh, yes, a little bit. So we we usually do twice, one, once or twice a year of importing product. And we just imported this past October um, about... 60 kilos of vanilla beans so like we're stocked up (laughs) um and like i said we we plan to expand and do this whole vanilla extract manufacturing ourselves, which we would use those ugandan like grade a vanilla beans so that's been a bit halted right now um so we're hoping that once we can get that back uh, up and up and rolling that we'll just go through our stock really quick and that we'll just continue to buy like dozens and dozens of kilos at a time. But yeah. um yeah, it might it might have a little bit of an effect. For sure. Well I mean inevitably everybody's gonna be affected in some way. Right. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like I said, I love what you guys are doing. It's so important to be selective where where your food is coming from and how it's being produced as well Mm -hmm. Um, so what would you say is your favorite thing to bake involving vanilla i made vanilla bean cupcakes the other day oh they were so good i bet good and what's super what's super interesting about um vanilla beans is and our business is a lot of people when they think of vanilla, they just think of extracts, but vanilla beans themselves, the flower, the, sorry, the flavor is so much more powerful than extract. And you get those little like impressive vanilla flecks throughout your, (laughs) so it looks like you're like a way more gourmet chef or baker. Um, so yeah, that has been one of my favorite things to bake, but yeah. Did, did, did you know this much about vanilla before diving into the industry? 
or you definitely not. <laughs> I see. Yeah, I knew, you know quite a bit. I've had to learn. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, no, it's been really cool just to educate myself on like all the things to do with vanilla and educate other people as well. Like, there's so much about vanilla that's like these little secrets that I was like, whoa, this is so cool. Like vanilla in its natural form is an antioxidant. Like it's oh, wow. actually really healing and like healthy for your body, which I had no idea about. Yeah. So yeah, it's like the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. So. And it tastes amazing too. Right? <laughs> awesome. Yeah, no, I, like I said, I definitely, I, I throw a dab of, of vanilla into anything I can um, since trying wow. yours. Um, it's so, really good smoothies, by the way. Oh. I put it in vanilla beans or extract, just like a couple dollops of that. And it just, oh, it's so That's good. It. It's a natural sweetener. So you don't yeah. have to add like all your sugary substances because I don't like all the green. <laughs> yeah, like, like matcha, too much matcha, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's amazing. I, I always want to to give back to people and provide some some positivity, provide some value to people. So what would you say is one purchase that you've made over the past year, and it has to be under $100 that's affected you in a positive way? Well, besides toilet paper, <laughs> which was... <laughs> because I was on my last roll and the scarcity and price of it was insane. <laughs> um, no, but no seriousness. In the last year, I, I really invested in knowledge and just education in general um, through books and podcasts just to better myself and know more about what am I capable of? What do I want in my business? What motivates me? What do I want to see in the world? Um, and one book that really, really stood out to me this year was a book called Love Does. Have you heard of it? No, I haven't. Oh, Who's sorry. the author? Uh, Bob Goff. Bob Goff. Okay. Yeah. I'll check that out. Yeah. It's, it's just a really inspiring book and it taught me, it just reminded me to live life large, to take risks, to love fiercely, to be kind, to do good in the world to live without fear of what other people think of you and to just follow your heart and what you know is what you're meant to be doing. And to really just remember what truly matters in life. So I think that book really made a huge positive impact in my life and was under a hundred dollars. Lessons that have strengthened me as a person and as a business owner. That's amazing. So what would you say is, uh, is the end goal for, for Tribal Vanilla? So in, in five years from now, what will Tribal Vanilla be known for? Oh, great question. Um, I, Tribal Vanilla will, we want Tribal Vanilla just to have this global impact and for people to recognize our brand and our story as just making this global ripple of social change through what people buy and what people yeah consume that they don't have to travel to these different places to make a difference but to know that what you buy in 
your own city is making an impact around the world through the companies that are putting forth these, yeah, social changes. Awesome. Well, yeah, thank, thanks a lot for, for coming on, Rochelle. I really appreciate it. Love your brand. Love what you guys are doing. Love what you're about. Check them out, tribalvanilla.com. Check them out on IG at Tribal Vanilla. All right. Thanks a lot, Rochelle. Thank you. Bye. Bye.